The man behind the counter of the gun shop did not understand what Charles wanted, and so he summoned his sister from the back room, and she did not understand either. It was late on a Friday afternoon in October, and Charles seemed to be speaking an unknown language. Outside, the wind gusted. Sunlight broke through fast clouds and swept across the windows. The sister, in a coarsely woven blue sweater, picked up the feeding rod of a semi-automatic rifle and flicked it at her brother's arm in play. Charles thought of it as a feeding rod anyway. No doubt there was another name. On guard, she said. I told you, said the brother. Keep away from me with that. What Charles wanted seemed simple enough to Charles. For the gun shop owners to visit the minister's widow, an offer to buy the shotgun she kept on pegs above the fireplace. This is the history of the gun. Years ago it had belonged to Charles's stepfather, who before his death had given it to the Reverend Matthews. It was a 410 side-by-side shotgun made by Hutzel and File of Cincinnati. In his mind, Charles could see the company name engraved in ornate script on the breech block. When the minister died, his widow inherited the gun. Maybe it was sentimental for Charles to want to retrieve it after all this time, and yet he believed a gun should be used once in a while. A gun should be more than an ornament on the wall of someone with no connection to the original owner. The sister took the feeding rod in both hands, as if she meant to twirl it like a baton. What do you call that? said Charles, on the off chance that a simple exchange of information would set the conversation back on track. It's the long spring-loaded insert that pushes shells into the chamber, she said. Oh, okay. How much do you want for this gun? said the sister. I'm not selling it. Well, let me ask you this, said the brother. Do you have it on you? It's at her house. We can't appraise what we can't see, said the sister. Where is it again? The minister's widow's house, in Grafton. Her name is Farina Matthews. The brother shook his head. You're asking the shop to act as a go-between. We tried it once, said the sister. Ended up in small claims court. It was a total loser for us. Charles looked at a fox pelt, dusty orange with gray fringe, tacked to the wall of the shop. The fox had been flattened, its paws flung outward. What I'm suggesting is, yeah, you go to her, you buy it from her, uh, then you would hold it free and clear, and then I come in, as if none of this had happened, and I buy it from you. We don't make house calls, said the brother. We're not like doctors. Actually, we are in that respect, said the sister. We're not like old-time doctors who made house calls.